Welcome to Building Up, our new RNH podcast. I am Avanitza de Primavera, our RNH marketing coordinator, and I'm here with Steph Artea, RNH superintendent, and we are actually here in honor of Women in Construction Week. So I will be asking Steph a few questions about her journey to becoming a superintendent. Steph, remind us how many years you've worked for RNH and where you came from before you got here. Yeah. Um, first, thanks for having me. Um, I've been with RNH just a little over two years now, and I came from um, San Jose, California. Worked with a company out there. I've uh, been in the in this field for maybe five, six years now. Did you have any initial assumptions about what it would mean to become a superintendent? Yes, um, I did not come up in the trades. So that's, that's very different, and I get a lot of double looks when I kind of tell people that, and especially talking to subs. Um, my, my dad worked as a superintendent, and he's still a superintendent. And originally, when I um, got out of the military, I wanted to go into construction, and I wanted to start from the ground level and work my way up. So I asked what you know, he'd thought about me starting out as labor. Um, his response was no. My daughter's not going to work in construction. And, uh, you know, I, I accepted it in the moment and continued with what I was doing. And probably a year later, uh, the, one of the owners of the company that he works for actually reached out to me behind his back. And she made sure to tell me, hey, I'm not telling your dad about this conversation that we're having. But I, I feel that I could train you to be a superintendent. And I was all ears at that point, because I know that that's a position a lot of people look up to. There's a lot of responsibility, and it's something that I very much wanted to be a part of and, and try and, you know, give it my all. So this woman um, who kind of trained you, what was her method of getting you up to speed? I was basically attached to uh, a very seasoned superintendent out in the field. Um, I'd stay out on the job sites all day. I'd constantly be looking at drawings um, to build my uh, understanding and knowledge of them. I would constantly question the different subs that were on site. You know, what are they doing? Why are they doing it that way? Is there a better way? Is there a faster way? Um, I needed to learn sequence on how to build. So first how to demo um, all the pre-op stuff and then how to start building from there to not have to, to not create double work. And um, at some, some points in time, we'd have demo going on uh, in the evening and at night. I'd also take that as um, an opportunity to learn. So I'd go out and I'd also work with um, the guys and learn how to, what, what the most, well, what the fastest way is to take down a, a wall, you know, because it's all about time and I don't want to take a week to do something right. if it's supposed to take me three days. And it's also, I think, how I started gaining some respect with some of the people that I worked with is I was willing to do it. Were you able to apply some of the skills that you learned in the military, like when it comes to problem solving or just um, tackling 
goals and apply them to work in construction? Yes, uh, a lot of risk management. Um, you need to make sure every, everybody you're, you're working with goes home at the end of the day and goes home safe with you know um, everything that they came to work with. Uh, organizational skills, um, learning how to manage and the different kind of management because everybody learns and takes things in differently. So you might have to break it down a little bit more for some. Some get it, you know, right off the bat. And I'd say I would not be where I'm at now or be able to do this job if I, if I didn't have the military background, especially not coming from the trades. Can you pinpoint an aspect of your position that has really um, helped you grow? It's learning the importance of relationships with your subs, with your clients, with your project team. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned while being in this position. It, the person, the laborer doing demo is just as important as I am. I couldn't get the job done without him. It's the same thing with the cleaners. At the end of the project, they make us look good. I need them. Everybody comes to work um, to make money, to survive, and to move on and try and get to try and accomplish the dreams that they want. So I'm no better than anybody else working out there. And I think that mindset is important. Yeah, that is a lot of um, managing different expectations uh, for different people, different groups, all on the job site all coming to you. Um, I'm sure it can feel like the whole world is on your shoulders. Um, what do you do in times like when you feel like that? Wow. Um, I've learned I've had to just dumb it down. That's just how I word it. I could have a full day ahead of me. I could have a full schedule and it could be pretty stressful. You know, some of the meetings might not be good meetings. Some of the meetings are great. But just to get to that point, I need to do something to make me feel good. So for me, it could be starting out with a, a flavored coffee in the morning, something new um, to, you know, making myself breakfast. It's, it's taking care of you in a way that just keeps you going. So some people take it day by day. Some people take it week by week. Sometimes you just got to take it hour by hour. And when I was in the military in Iraq, it was meal by meal. We look forward to those breakfast, breakfast sandwiches. You know, we look forward to Fridays where they had surf and turf. And that's just something that kept us going. So everything, you know, in a specific day could be falling. I learned that that's helped me tremendously. I like that. Um, just taking things day by day and making sure that you don't forget about yourself and treating yourself. Steph, thank you so much for sharing your story with me and for chatting with us today. Thank you.